Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 142. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me, as always, are the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. And the Vu present, Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. I am indeed present. <laughs> Raise your hand and everything. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to call your parents for truancy or anything like that. Oh, yeah. truancy. Tom, I got to tell you, man, all of these 50 cent words that you keep really? busting out lately. <laughs> the truancy is not a 50 cent word. Right? No, it is when you're not, not trying. Do you do you hang around with people who've had a lot of head injuries? I hang out with you on a regular basis. Ah. Mm-hmm. It's a silence. It's the mm-hmm. silent but deadly. <laughs> it's definitely that, I'll tell you. <laughs> Okay, so we're coming to you on the evening of Sunday, June 3rd, 2018. Uh, So if this shit's out of date, that's why. (laughs) It ain't our fault. We didn't have nothing to do with this. (laughs) We can't travel in time. Well, not yet anyway. Yeah, we're working working, on that. We're working on it. We figure if we mix enough fertilizer and household gardening chemicals in the garage, we might figure something out. Something positive should happen in that situation. <laughs> well, positive for mankind, you mean? Well, positive. <laughs> Not necessarily for us. Who said anything about us? Just positive. Just let's just be positive about things. <laughs> it's a let's good go day that. to be positive. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We most do. of it's funny. Yeah, so. most of it is. All right, so we begin in the world of sports, and this just happened right before we uh, started recording this segment. Actually. Guys, President Trump has disinvited the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles from visiting the White House. Oh, well, I, for one, am shocked because I I guess I'm an Eagles fan now. So I'm going to go put my head through a <laughs> well, wall. Enjoy the rest of the segment with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what he says. He says it's because not all of them are coming because no, some of no. them some of them disagree with, quote, their president about uh, the national anthem policy uh well that's why the patriots weren't there last year right uh (laughs) this is this was supposed to be done this was supposed (laughs) to be done this this was supposed to be done but apparently Uh, he took an extra long yeah he took an extra long dump this afternoon and decided he was going to tweet about like i think he looks at the schedule and he decides i don't want to go to that fucking thing i'm going to tweet and call them un-American and just disinvite them. Like screw it. Like it's the it's the it's the presidential version of faking sick to so avoid that party. So he disinvited all of them. The whole can team. Just, the whole can team. Just disinvite the ones that. Well, they weren't coming anyway. Well, the ones that no, didn't so, want to come yeah, weren't I'm coming. I'm not breaking up with you. Uh, you're not breaking right. up with me. That's I broke what up it is. That's what it is. Rather than have and this happens all the time for various reasons. Players don't go to the White House for after they win a title if they can't make it they don't agree with the president whatever they don't want to go it happens it happens it quite happened often. to obama all the it time happened, it happens to a lot of presidents it happened to George W Bush too you know and yeah. and others before him 
Um, it, it happens, but, you know, we have a president who feels every slight as if it is, you know, a knife disemboweling him and supposed to a paper cut. And, uh, he decided instead the supposedly 1000 fans who were coming to the ceremony. I can't right. imagine the secret service ever letting a thousand Eagles fans within six miles of the white house. But <laughs> they're barely so, allowed for so they're many barely reasons. allowed onto Pennsylvania Avenue, period. It's, and and they're from Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's the joke. Thanks for pointing it out, you dick. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Thanks. I, had to. I mean, look, it, it's gonna be a shock if they're allowed back inside Pennsylvania when they go home. Well, I well, I mean, what 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 is what are you doing? Like you could this is this is Really, this is this administration in a microcosm. Well, sir, we have two options. Option A, we go forward with the nothing event and pretend that nothing happened and really, like, we could just ignore this entirety thing. Or we could really blow this shit out of proportion and somehow make it worse than it ever could have possibly been. <laughs> number two. two. Yeah, go with number always two. Always two. Always two. So instead, the ceremony, which is, by the time you hear this, will have already happened, um is going to feature the Marine Corps band, which I guess it was already supposed to, and the Army Chorus, and will uh, honor our flag and our country, I'm quoting the president here, with the playing, the loud playing of our national anthem. Please tell me loud isn't actually in there. I gotta look. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm pretty How much sure. more of this shit do we gotta endure before? Well, I, mean, I take I, pence at this point. That. It's really, it's not even, it's not even political at this point. At this point, no. it's like this, this stupid issue with the, the anthem and the NFL should be over. The, the NFL caved to what he wanted. Let yeah. it go. Just let it like, go. Like you got what is, you wanted. You won. Why is this still a thing? How much, how many petulant child acts do we need in one administration? Yeah, like, enough. Here's enough. the quote. The it's called he's calling it a quote different kind of ceremony one that will honor our great country pay tribute to the heroes who fight to protect it and loudly and proudly play the national anthem. So basically, not about the Super Bowl anymore. So right. you're gonna have supposedly a thousand Eagles fans uh, listening to the national anthem for an hour. Is that what's happening? I'd and like to. I'd like. We're to getting thank Chris very for... close to Chris's prediction for what the NFL is going to become. He is the new Nostradamus. Like he figured out what the NFL is like eight months ago. Like that's amazing. It's amazing. I prophesied. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <sighs> I, I, like I said, like now I got to be an Eagles fan. Because, right but now, also, we have, you know now we have to stand behind the Eagles, which actually is the safest place to stand. <laughs> I have I have an ex coworker. He had moved on to other stuff. Really nice guy. Uh, was a, instrumental in me getting my gig. Um, he is a giant Eagles fan and a big Trump supporter. And I don't know how he's going to rectify this in his head. Like, <laughs> I, I can make an argument that he's probably already figured it out. But, like, I kind of feel really bad for him. Because if you're both of those things, wouldn't this have been, like, the one moment in time that you'd want to wrap yourself in forever? Right, right. I mean, it's it's for a fan of any team who wins a championship. It's kind of a neat thing to get to see your team go, you know, give the president a jersey and get honored at the White House. It's a cool thing. And the Eagles once more screwed over and disrespected. <laughs> well, can't say they didn't bring it on themselves. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, I guess. 
Uh, so let's move on to the NBA, and uh, we are in the throes of the NBA Finals. Oh, have there been 20-point defeats already, Tom? There has been one, that is right. Yeah. Uh, the Golden State Warriors took Game 2 uh, over the Cleveland Cavaliers behind Steph Curry's NBA Finals record uh, 9. Three-pointers, uh, and won by about 20 points. Uh, they're up 2-0 now in the best-of-seven series. But... That's not the big story of the finals. The big story continues to be from game one when J.R. Smith uh, what pulled what could only be called a boner. That's, that's well, well, yeah, I guess. Uh, Rick, explain what J.R. Smith did. So J.R. Smith uh, snagged a rebound with uh, four, uh, almost four seconds left to go in the game. The Cavs actually had a timeout to burn. Uh, J.R. Smith could have uh, done any number of things, including maybe pass the ball to the greatest basketball player of our generation, LeBron James, uh, could have called timeout, could have dribbled the ball off his foot and somehow given his team a better opportunity than what he did. But none of those things actually came to pass. What did he do, Tom? Um, I asked you, didn't I? <laughs> fine, fine. I will tell everybody, but I don't want to. And I'll explain why before I do this. The guy shouldn't be chastised for doing something boneheaded because if we chastise people for doing boneheaded things, then I will forever be chastised. So this is what he did. <laughs> this whole podcast would be filed in there. This is what he did. This, this boondoggle that we call the show. You know what? Now that I realize that you want me to do this so that I make fun of myself, you bastard. <laughs> He dribbled away from the from the rim and choked away the last precious seconds of the game because he didn't realize what was actually yeah. happening. He thought that the Cavs were up. Potentially, that's what he thought anyway. And not, no way. And not tied. And not tied. And that caused over. To... Man, that was really <laughs> underhanded of you to do that to me. <laughs> so he was he was in he probably guilty of not paying attention, right? Yeah, I guess he might have been. Perhaps he was focused on something else or couldn't remember things at maybe, the time. Maybe perhaps playing a, an online card game on his phone. I wasn't on my phone, all right? It only happened like twice. Don't, that is neither here nor there. That is neither here nor there, sir. And I will thank you to not... Shit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so the Cavs ended up losing game one by 10 points in overtime. Yes. And uh, l sapping even more of LeBron James' precious life source. <laughs> he only has so many years left. <laughs> well, I, I have a feeling this year's playoffs have taken five of those off his life. Oh, that's <laughs> entirely possible. <laughs> he's he's atlasing the shit out of this right now. <laughs> The best thing, like the the, tra the tragedy here, is that the Cavs absolutely could have won. Four seconds and a timeout is in in the NBA. It's an, is eternity. Almost an eternity. Reggie yeah, Miller yeah, could yeah. score thirty five points <laughs> in four seconds and a timeout. In fact, Reggie Miller, I think, scored. He literally scored nine points in that same time period. Nine points in like eight seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, anything is possible in that time, and <laughs> it is. Well, anything did happen. Yeah, well, you ain't wrong there. <laughs> anything came about, the anything happened, and anything goes, 
<laughs> all of those words. Everything. Oh. Um, do we feel bad for J? I feel bad for J.R. Smith. I also feel like it's a comedy, but I feel bad for J.R. Smith. It's hilarious. I feel bad because he's a meme now and will be forever. Like he's he's gonna join, especially if the Cavaliers lose this series, he's gonna join the ranks of uh Leon Lett and uh uh oh my gosh. I go out Nate there Newton and others. Uh Nick Anderson, man, just being an Orlando sports fan. I mean, like, I, I don't even watch sports anymore, but I will forever remember him as blowing, what was it, in the, was it the finals or the Eastern Conference finals? Where he blew, like, five free throws in a row or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's not a mental error. I mean, that's choking for sure. I, yeah. yeah. It certainly I mean, is a choke of the highest order. That's but, the highest uh, regard. Are we going to d- differentiate b- between? Well, the two? I mean, like, like mental blunders, like you know, Leon Lett, who should have downed a, a feel, you know, a missed field goal instead of allowing the other team to pick it up and score in the Super Bowl, or uh, uh, Chris Weber and the phantom timeout in the national championship game in college. This is more akin to that. Like, this is somebody not recognizing the situation and doing something boneheaded, rather than actively screwing himself chuck knoblock arguing with the umpire and allowing a run to score instead of finishing the play first is this a jr smith guy an otherwise good player he he is one of the league of plumbers that suits up alongside lebron james every night (laughs) he's not just he's not the worst player you wouldn't draft him number one overall if you were building a league, he'd be late round, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't not get drafted. He's a serviceable NBA player. There you go. Okay, he plays, that's, that's he plays fair. the basketball. He's better than any of the three of us. Well, I mean, that's not very fair. We're not plumbers. <laughs> that's true. Although you do wear your pants like one. Whoa, why me? All right, you know, a guy screws up 7 to 12 times in 140 episodes, <laughs> and all of a sudden he gets labeled as a guy who forgets shit. 7 to 1,200 times. It hasn't been that many. I'll give you 70. How about that? <laughs> we were keeping score at one point, were we not? No, no, those tapes have been destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> no, they exist. I have the hard drive here. Damn it. However, I do not Damn have the it. initiative to comb through those hours of recording. <laughs> or desire or want. Yeah, yeah. Nor nor is anyone clamoring for that. Well, I mean, nobody's not nobody's knocking on our door saying okay. we really <laughs> want the old tapes. Give us a best of. <laughs> Nobody nobody's asking for that. We could do that. I'm just saying. Like it's, I mean if yeah. I if I did that, it would be the Tron legacy of podcast episodes wait explain that what do you mean actually it wouldn't be the tron legacy i guess it would be the top gun 2 of okay, podcast episodes oh man foreshadowing <laughs> foreshadowing tom is it we'll see we'll see we all have to come together on this right now over me if we had a camera <laughs> i would be turning to look right into it <laughs> anyway we have a little more NBA stuff going on, and that is uh this is a this is a twisted twisted little tale here involving uh Philadelphia 76ers GM Brian Colangelo. Yes, yes. Making everyone uh sit up and take notice of the fact that 
<laughs> one guy can't just be the centerpiece of insanity in the NBA right now. There's somebody else who wants that title and coming hard for it. Uh, he's at the center of what can only be called a Twitter gate, I suppose. <laughs> a t- what is a Twitter gate? <laughs> well, it appears he is connected to several burner slash dummy Twitter accounts. <laughs> which he used to say bad things about players on his own team. Seems like a poor <laughs> idea to badmouth your own team on all of the internet. Uh, I just... Apparently, his wife may have operated one or more of these accounts. It's very sorted. Is, is that like... Is that considered like a catfish? It I mean, like, sort of is, in a way. catfishing yourself? He's catfishing America, I guess? Yeah, is that a, can that be a DJ Khaled thing? You catfished yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, that worked. Like, does he? It's what happens. Um, it's so it, like, evidently these Twitter accounts have espoused private opinions that Sixers management has have had about some of the players at any given time. They've also uh, been used to defend Brian Colangelo <laughs> at any given time. And his uh, his work as the GM. <laughs> this won't give it away at all. <laughs> no. So the Sixers the Sixers are investigating. Oh. Um, I I can't I believe. <laughs> I, I mean, he's done, right? They're firing him. It's just a matter of like days until they decide. Yeah, okay, these are his Twitter accounts. Like they have to let a few days pass to make it look like they investigated. But he's out. He's got to be. How do you not like what 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 do you come back with from this? Like, no, 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 no. That was some other guy with, you know, a Twitter handle that looks suspiciously like my own. Like, there's no way you what, what is what what is the benefit? Like who, in the in the immortal words of Batman, who benefits? Like, what is <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a free agent, like, how could you possibly want to play for that guy? Like, how could you well, trust you know him to you not motherfuck you through one of his fake Twitter accounts? Like, because you being being social media ready is important in this day yeah, and age. Oh, Tom. he's certainly social media savvy. That's for <laughs> damn sure. Perhaps too much so. Yeah. By the way, uh, yeah. quick side note: I had never heard of the term um, "Twitter burner account" before this. I really? did not know this was a thing. Well, you know of burner phones, right? Of course. Yeah. So it's you know same concept. Well, I get the concept, but I'd never, I'd never. You've heard, never heard of somebody doing I've that with a Twitter account, before, yeah. For, for specifically for their Twitter account. Yeah, that yeah. was news to me. Yeah, I, I've the, never the, like, heard of it. Go, but, yeah. But the cons, like... Make up an email and then create right. an account to quickly deactivate it? Yeah, basically. It's kind of yeah. weird because if you create a Twitter account, like, it takes a while to get followers. Like, it's not like you could just... Well, I don't think... I, I don't sad. think the... I don't think the burner accounts are there to spark followers. I think it's so, just there to put your put your feelings out there. And so then it's maybe just if you it's like to. his dream journal, but that, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's like a yeah, like a MySpace. Well, that's even or dumber. A live journal. That's even dumber. Like if you need to vent, like call a friend or write it down, but don't put it on the internet. Yeah, but nobody will know it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Because he's a genius. He clearly is a genius. Because if I make two. And I pretend that one is not me, and I the the one that is me says the other one is not me. <laughs> <laughs> then the one 
is me, but I say is not me, is not me then. Right. Well, let's go. Let's go to these Twitter accounts. Let's see. There's a, uh, there's there's CV is great one, and then there's Vu there's... the man three. Fantastic <laughs> <laughs> oh, twenty five. Vu... I don't know. Who's yeah, that? there you go. Vu the man now, dog. Is that too long? <laughs> <laughs> so. <sighs> They've evidently they've been defending Brian Colangelo's shirt collar size as well. Which is also important. But I I don't don't know what you do in that situation other than you just, you know, you back up the moving truck, you wave to everybody, and then you get on Air Force One, and that's the end of it, right? (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's a mess. Like, the only person defending Brian Colangelo right now is Manti Teo. That's it. <laughs> what a reference. What a reference. Does anyone even know who Manti Teo is anymore? He's a, he still plays. He starts for uh That's not what I asked or somebody. That's not what I asked. People can look what? it up. It's the first line <laughs> in his Wikipedia. I mean, really. Wait, come on. Chris, do you know who Manti Teo is? Yeah, I I just remember that he's the guy who like got catfished, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's did all you need cat- to know. Or see, that's he got catfished. catfished yeah, he got okay. catfished. That's famously, right. and had gone on talk shows to talk about his girlfriend. Who the love of his life. Fan. Yeah. The love of my who life. Died, who died in a car accident. Never got to meet her. <laughs> Never got to meet her. <laughs> there, I should tell you everything you need to know. He and, he and Brian Colangelo could start a, a support group. Yeah. So it the, wasn't clock, me. Uh, the clock is ticking on Brian Colangelo. And uh, I mean, it's only a matter of time before he's out. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got, it's got to be. It's got to be. But, you know, never, you never know. There may be a chorus of people on Twitter that decide to come forward defending him more, which may or may not be his own accounts. I don't know. Well, we'll I mean, never, we'll never truly know. How how do you trust the guy at this point? Like, can you? You can't. No, you can't. You trust can't. Him. That, and that's the problem is that he's gone now. He's got to be because, like I said, you can't. If you're a player who's going to go sign with Philadelphia or you're considering it, you don't know that the play, director of basketball operations, if you have a bad game, isn't going to go badmouth you under some burner account on Twitter. And, like, who needs that? Who needs to feel like they don't have the support of management? Like, you can work anywhere and get that. And, Tom, let me ask you a question directly. Okay. If someone if someone goes on their, their burner Twitter account to talk shit about you, is that not the single most passive-aggressive thing of all time? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> I personally would be flattered because I don't, I don't move the needle enough to be bitched about on Twitter, except maybe <laughs> you and Jesse. And that's about it. <laughs> We're trying hard. We're trying hard to become infamous. Famous didn't work, so infamous <laughs> is next. Wonderful. Wonder. I hope there's a line that we don't cross somewhere, though. Uh, I'm looking for it. <laughs> yeah. You keep going. We're I'll not lend you a flashlight. <laughs> we haven't moved into hooliganry. No, we haven't. But uh, at one place where that is rampant is in Russia, which is the I'm site shocked. of the World Cup this year. <laughs> So according to this new article uh, in the new issue of ESPN, the magazine, it's also on their website, uh, there are 
underground groups of soccer fans uh, who meet in the woods in groups of anywhere from uh, 5 to 50 who beat the shit out of each other after the matches are over. And have have they have they been have they been quantified as team v team or is this all one person? No, they're gangs uh, who have certain allegiances to particular clubs, and they this, they call their fights the third half, <laughs> and uh, they meet in the woods or behind apartment complexes or in abandoned lots, and uh, basically do everything short of kill each other. It's considered ghost to flat out murder someone, apparently. Oh, but, but, you know, you got to have you got to have limits. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got to have them. So uh, the Russian government uh, is aware of this phenomenon and they are trying their best to <laughs> tamp down on it, I guess, because well, they got, we they can't got have this come. happen when the World Cup comes. Right. They got an event showing up real soon <laughs> because because we can't have a stand-up organization like FIFA and its good name <laughs> sullied by by gangs of wackos in the woods killing each other over soccer matches. <laughs> well, okay. I love this idea so much. This is so great. Well, I mean, there are pictures of like... It's right? Oh, come on. Are you serious? Are you in favor of the bare-knuckle brawls, Chris? I'm... Okay, like a, if if they're consenting adults and they choose to do this and they they want to bring it away from the general public, who where they can potentially harm innocent people, let these idiots go do that. They want to fight over soccer, let them fight. What do I care? I I, I won't be there because I don't watch soccer nor do I fight because of soccer. But I mean, if these idiots want to do it, let them. The problem but, I think is is there's a concern that the violent attitudes could spill over into the matches and that you could have game. You could have fights begin right outside the stadium or in the stands. Uh, especially when you mix these guys with the, uh, Western European, uh, genus of hooligans from, <laughs> from the UK. Yeah. The UK and Ireland people who, who don't, don't take their fights into the woods, like civilized people, I guess. <laughs> And also, that's just it. They're fighting anyway, right? Like if they're gonna fight anyway, they might as well do it away from everybody else. But we shouldn't know about it. That's the thing. <laughs> like th this is very this is very first rule of Fight Club esque. Like <laughs> if you're if you're going to go settle somebody's hash, you shouldn't lean over to your buddy and be like, "Hey man, we're gonna go settle this guy's hash." Well, you want the in? <laughs> they organize via text message, and they'll get together. <laughs> well, and they get together anywhere from like one on one to five to fifty, and these guys are proud of it. Like they videotape them on their phones, so that they can watch them again later. It's considered so it's like a, it's like a flash mob, but flash underground fight clubbing. Yeah, it's basically I think you're right that. With mob. Yeah, I mean it's it's that's what it is. There's you know these these guys are each in gangs and they decide to fight you know, whenever or wherever. And it's evidently the, some of these guys can say it's, you know, part of Russian culture that men, especially young men are expected to fight period. Um, but the government, uh, doesn't like the, the optics, let's say. 
Well, I mean, if this is really the one thing that the government of Russia is going to put really concerned about, yeah, like, well, they got to be concerned about something, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's any number of things to be you know more concerned with, I would suspect. But when it comes to everybody's dollar, you know, I mean, you got to know which team is going over before you even start if you're FIFA, right? <laughs> one would suspect. Given so, FIFA's track record. I mean, there is a little bit of a home brew on this too, just a, just a smidgen because of the amount of um, the amount of disdain happening between uh, the uh, Orlando City and uh, uh, those fine folks up in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> there's there's ish. Are you aware of the ish? Tom? Yeah, I, I am aware of it. Yes, there, <laughs> there's ish to be aware of. So I mean, maybe uh, maybe these nice gentle folk from the Mother Russia are showing us all uh, how to handle our soccer hooliganry. Perhaps this is this is all very well and good. There, I mean, and they're you know, FIFA officials and the Russian government say, of course, they're concerned because during the European Soccer Championship two years ago, uh, Russia and England played in France, and several hundred Russians. Uh, got upset at some drunk, belligerent uh, Englishman <laughs> and went on a rampage destroying cafes and storefronts and attacked anyone who even appeared to be English. Well, so, okay, real so quick, this though, stuff can spill out. It's, it's quick, not though, just happening one, in the woods. How does one only appear to be English? That I, is my wish next I, knew. I wish I, I knew. I mean... Okay, so let's. <clears throat> you guys all have like passes to theme parks here in Orlando, right? Sure. Okay. Sure. I will. We'll, next time you guys go, we'll play a game. <laughs> we'll toss it out oh on our God. folks, right? Oh, no. You guys casually snap photos <laughs> of people you suspect are English. <laughs> you toss it out on are those two jerks Twitter? And we toss it out to vote. You us three. We shall <clears throat> be the ultimate uh, tri- triumph, triumvirate, or no? <laughs> triumvirate, nice usage, good word. The tribunal of whether or not they're English, or perhaps maybe one of you charismatic gentlemen will go and speak to them to verify. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I and don't want to get shanked. <laughs> oh, it's not like you're like a hooligan. Like, calm down, man. They're just it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with my general fear of humanity. <laughs> So go, you know, we'll, we'll snap some photos, we'll do some judging, and we'll see if, if we can judge of whether somebody is English, then perhaps a Russian can. And a Russian now, now let me tell you why I'm not going to do that right off the bat. Why not? Um, I don't want to take my marching orders from Russian hooligan gangs. That's just to begin with. I, I'm, we're just seeing whether... Russian hooligan gangs can appropriately discriminate or not discriminate. <laughs> identify What's happening proper right now? I don't know. Nothing positive. So, I don't condone hooliganism attacking <laughs> in bars and whatnot. I'm just saying you guys threw it out there. How does one properly distinguish an Englishman or whatever the case is? And oh, Lord. I, think, I think we probably could. Well, this went in a direction I did not anticipate. It always does, doesn't it? 
It always does. But evidently, the reason why they went and attacked anyone who looked like they were English is because the English are credited with inventing soccer hooliganism. And there have been movies made about it. There was a movie made about it that was really popular in Russia. So Russians (laughs) revere British soccer hooligans. So they assume every British person they meet is a hooligan. So they go after them. (laughs) Oh, my God. The story has as many layers as an onion. It is the Shrek of the week. (laughs) But they swear they don't want to attack with attack regular fans. They only want to attack other hooligans. Oh, we're not going after the, we're not going after the regular people, just the bad guys. Well, that's the problem is that if they think all British fans are hooligans. But the, the thing is, they don't think that the British fan or the British hooligans are necessarily bad because they revere them, right? Right, but like, they want to fight them. That's the thing. They want they to challenge wanna, themselves. Yeah, they want to challenge themselves oh, by fighting God. them. Right, because they want to elevate their hooliganism to that of right. an English. Everybody hooligan. has homework. It's called CZW. <laughs> there's a lot of light pods and a lot of a lot of bottles and a lot of glass and there was a pizza carver on a stick match and oh you guys you you can watch that get your hooligans that way <laughs> it's Gross. um it's 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 a lot of people are concerned for their safety when they go to the world cup and i mean you should be concerned going to russia anyway i would imagine but now you've got this other thing. Fabulous. <sighs> well, that was depressing and hilarious all at the same time. <laughs> we learned we learned quite a bit about Chris here, I think. <laughs> Every day we learned I'm something about new. Self-destructive behavior if you just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Great. Great. Wonderful. The slight libertarian in me. <laughs> slight? Slight. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm like, still that's... paying my tax and stuff. <laughs> I'm going to send my kid to public school and not after well, that, that, Yeah, cheapness is not libertarianism, Chris. <laughs> I mean, uh, otherwise, I would be the greatest libertarian who's ever lived. <laughs> None more cheaper than I. <laughs> oh, anyway, let's move on, shall we, to geek stuff, okay. nerd stuff. And, um, oh, the hits keep on coming for Solo, a Star Wars story, don't they? We mentioned this so last we... week. Uh, Rick had a less than stellar review of it. So before we get started, and I think I might have mentioned this last week, but I'm going to mention it again just in case. I, I'm really starting to wonder if maybe I just didn't get a bad cut because, yes, I know the story we're about to say says differently, but I've seen so many positive reviews of this movie that I'm questioning my own sanity here. Well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people I know who saw it enjoyed it. Uh, didn't love it, but enjoyed it. Um, I will say, last week I mentioned you were the only person I'd heard Rick that said it was too dark in terms of the lighting and visually too dark. Um, mm-hmm. But I have seen other people say that now this week. You're not the only one, so it wasn't a, a bad print or a bad bulb at your theater or anything like that. Um, it is something others are noticing. Was it like DCEU dark or was it like just Chris, you're, you depressed me because, yes, I said those exact words. Oh, did you really? okay. <laughs> Literally those exact words. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
This is happening. <laughs> this this whole thing just it just got away. I can't stay on the bowl this week. <laughs> Bring the clown out here. <laughs> yes, Lar- dark like watching a DCEU film. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Anyway, yes. So uh, it looks as if Solo is going to bring in twenty nine point three million this week, which is good enough for number one in the country, but a sixty five percent drop from its opening weekend. Um, it should be noted that the only large uh, movie that opened this week was the movie Adrift, which is uh, a movie about two people stranded on a sailboat. Uh, based on a true story, Tom. True, true. Uh, however, not one of the big summer tent poles that would normally unseat a Star Wars film. Well, it didn't. No, it so... did not. But what I'm saying is um, <laughs> you can't say, well, this movie fierce. cut into Solo's box office. Um, oh. <laughs> it just kind of, yeah, it just kind of dipped. So it's at $148.9 million in the U.S., uh, which is uh, less than... The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi made by their second day and <laughs> less than Rogue One made after three days. And uh, it's made about $264 million, uh, worldwide in 10 days. Seems like a success. Oh, I mean, it's going to make its money. It's going to make a profit. Yeah. But uh, well, in terms of the Star Wars films, it's, it's got to be a disappointment. So the question is, is why? And obviously one reason could be the mixed reviews. But the last Star Wars movie came out just five months ago. Mm. Also yeah. to mixed reviews. Uh, to mixed fan reviews. The critics fan generally oh, yeah, like that, that, That's true. Yeah. Um, I still have yet to see it, but I know that it's available on Netflix in, in a couple of days. So I'm going to yeah. check it out. Yeah, you should. Um, anyway, uh, are, we, are we getting to Star Wars fatigue? I mean, Disney's going to do a Star Wars movie basically every year until... Uh, uh, Mickey Mouse dies, I guess. But they need to move forward, not backward. Like, because there's they're also doing like a Boba Fett movie, right? Like, well, that's the thing. All of these standalone movies, they're trying to fill in, you know, corners of the universe that people want to see. And I think, yeah, I think you might be right, Chris. I think they're getting but too think, far into the fan service yeah. territory. But I think the people who have been fans of like Han Solo or the cases have already filled in the gaps themselves. You're right. So like they're, they're, they're not, they're just setting themselves up for disappointment and the modern, like anybody who's sort of like introduced to star Wars, like nowadays, like the, like the young, basically the generation after us who's into it. I'm not sure that they're like looking at Han Solo going, man, he's the cool guy that I want to know everything. You know, like, You're right. They were raised so, on the prequels and the cartoons and the new movies. So they don't care. Yeah. And, you, you might be right there too. So it's like once, so they're just, they're literally just setting themselves up for disappointment. I mean, like I, I'm not a huge star Wars fan as compared to either of you guys. And I have zero desire to see this. I just, you know, everything I need to know about Han Solo, I saw in the first three movies. As far as I'm concerned. So, and that's I'm, and that's fair. And I think that's the issue I have with them doing a Boba Fett movie as well. Because we who, already, who cares? Right? Who cares about <laughs> Boba Fett? Like, he's... The mystery is the coolest thing about him. 
the mystery and the costume. So how is that going to make for an interesting movie? Uh, the same with a Yoda movie. I don't want to see a Yoda movie either. And and to be honest, a movie about Obi-Wan in the 20 years he was a hermit on Tatooine <laughs> doesn't sound all that interesting. Is that what... It's, so it's not leading into like his relationship with Qui-Gon Jinn or any of that? No, no, Ooh. no, because they'd be casting Ewan McGregor. So oh, that's, he'd, he'd be, be playing older. an older Obi-Wan. Also, like, how many times do you need to beat that drum as well? Like, I mean, well, it's, it's, do we people need to want see... to see you and McGregor as Obi Wan again? And it's no, like, no, 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 we no. don't. Do we? Do we need to see what life was like for Obi Wan before, um, you know, b- before he got uh, uh, conscripted by Qui Gon? Like, do we need? Do we need to know little kid Obi Wan? At some I mean... point, like. What was it like when Obi-Wan was a sperm? Like, we're going to go that far? Yeah, back? yeah. Like, we, we need to meet Obi-Wan's dad and find out how he was laying the pipe. I think that's important. <laughs> I got to I gotta know if Obi-Wan's dad was making the fuck happen on a reg. I got to yeah. know that. That's yeah. important for my fandom. And I'd be, I'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who disagrees. So l- let's, let's find out about that. Can, can we please? That, that wasn't weird, right? No. Hello? No. That's not weird at all. I mean, that is basically what we're getting to, right? I mean, they've got a show called Krypton, which is all about Superman's dad. Dad. Superman's grandfather. Grandfather. Yeah, Yeah, grandfather. Not even his dad. And uh, why can't we get, why can't we get like, uh, um, I don't know, Tatooine or some horse shit? Let's just bring them all out. Yeah. Do it all. Let's see a movie about Tatooine where Luke has no force powers and is concerned with working on his land speeder and whining. And so, Obi-Wan lives in a cave by himself. That sounds so was, really interesting. There was a video game that I don't know if you guys are aware of or not. Uh, one of the Star Wars video games that came out, I think, about the time that we were all freshmen or sophomore. So 2001-ish, okay? Uh-huh. It was a PC game, and I, God, I can't remember the name of it for was the it life the of me. the role-playing but... game? The massively yes. multiplayer? Oh, Star Wars Galaxies. Galaxies, thank you. And the point of Galaxies, one of the cooler but also shittier aspects of it, was that only a select number of units were Force-sensitive. Right. It was kind of random. So you could open a box and you could be a Jedi or you could end up being a moisture farmer. That (laughs) dude wants this movie. (laughs) (laughs) The dude who was content to play as a moisture farmer. Not even content. I don't think content had anything to do with it. He just I did think it. He wants revenge. <laughs> oh man! There's I the reason that why there's that game a, failed. There was more than one, but I think there's just that guy out there who who's sitting at his desk going. I had to be a moisture farmer for eight months until KOTOR 1 came out. Right. And God damn it, I want a movie about well, being think, a moisture farmer. I think they I think they ended up cha- going in and changing that in the game and letting people pick if they were a yes, Jedi or not. They, they, no, no, you're absolutely right. They did do that. But because initially... People complained. The, but yeah, initially well, yeah. it was it was more quote-unquote realistic in that I mean, yeah. it was less common to be a Jedi. You don't know your place in life. Right, like, right. We're born into our world as we are. You're, I guess, born into that world. You don't really know, but who the fuck wants to be a moisture farmer? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Like nobody's signing up for a role playing game based upon my life. I assure yeah. you. But that's the thing. I mean, if you were, if you ended up being a non force sensitive, you could still 
join the Empire and become a stormtrooper or become a smuggler or bounty hunter or Maybe any of those other things. Maybe a rebel or anything. Yeah, yeah like, like there... you'd be just one of these those rank-and-file cannon fodder guys, but yeah. you'd, be, you'd be a person. Not Red shirts. Red shirts exactly. for life. Hey, you know, some people are into that. <laughs> I like being expendable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it is, I guess, I guess it's Star Wars fatigue is possible, but I think, I think, Chris, you might have nailed it in that people are willing to see something that's interesting. Like Rogue One, not only was the first of the standalones, but it was a story about completely new characters. And while many people, me included, would have argued that we didn't need to see that story, it was at least something we hadn't seen before. And it right. wasn't, and, and it wasn't fan service, all of it. And it also, look at... Look at my look at my reaction to that movie more than anything where I was mad. Like I was mad that the, that the ship sunk at the end of Titanic in this situation. Like I was disappointed. Right. Because, Me too. Because you start to care about the characters and you're like, oh, right. This mission is doomed. I forgot about that. <laughs> right. Um, with with movies like Solo and, uh, you know, if Lando gets his own, movie, there's no there's no concerns. There's no worries. You know, right, what, you we know, already know, know they guys... live another 35 years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard to care, you know, like, oh, here's a character I've never heard of before. Oh, lo and behold, they're dead by the end of the movie. What a shock. But Solo is so K. <laughs> uh, so another brief note about the box office, uh, which is Deadpool 2 uh, came in second place this weekend, brought in like 23 million. Uh, what's notable about that is... It climbed up the charts uh, of the highest-grossing X-Men films. Do you guys know what the two highest-grossing X-Men films of all time are now? Uh, so I'm going to... One of them is... I know one of them's got to be X3. Yeah, the one that everybody loved, but, quote, real fans, like us, hate. The right? No, everyone grossing, hated X3. The highest-grossing X-Men films, the top five in order, are Deadpool... Deadpool really? 2, oh. Logan, Days of Future Past, and then X3. Days of Future Past is number two? Days of Future Past made, is number four. It made more money than X3. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. behind Logan. So the top, Logan the top three the are the two Deadpools and Logan. Yeah. Well, that, that does give credence to the whole R rating now, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if, if, if ever the DC executives decided to have something prove their point, there it is right there. Never mind the fact that those movies were not good because they were R rated. They were R rated and were good. But yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they were mutually exclusive. Like, yeah. It... I saw <laughs> Deadpool 2 this week, and uh, it is everything and more that the first one was. Like I was saying, right? Like, did I? I think I did a good job of nailing that personally. Yeah, you definitely did. It's it's the first Matt one turned up to eleven. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They yeah. just don't hold back in the second one. There's no, no there's no pussyfooting no. around. There's no semblance of like happy-go-lucky Wade Wilson or anything. Like, it's just now, nah, fuck you guys. It's <laughs> a it's a dead, it's a Deadpool comic book brought to life, even in more ways than the original. Yeah. Especially the, the whole dichotomy between the Cable plotline and Deadpool's plotline. It's like, it's, I, I saw it with a friend and we were just talking about it afterwards and he was like, 
the cable plotline, like you don't even really need cable in this story. He's kind of boring. Like they could have written it in a different way and still accomplish their goals. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, the problem is they're so tongue in cheek and make fun of comic book tropes. I don't know if they did that on purpose or that it's actually bad writing. <laughs> Because they, they could have just been making fun of the whole comic book movie thing of we're going to shoehorn in a recognizable character in the sequel for no good reason. No, and they just made it perfectly meta. obvious. You, If you've seen the movie, you would know they get super meta. Okay. Yeah, it's hilariously meta. But I, I think it had I think they also painted themselves into a corner with the end of the, first, yeah. end of the first movie. where like, hey, we're getting we're going to get we're going to get cable for part two. So they they had to get him. Now that said, I I still enjoyed Josh Brolin as Cable. I think I think he's fine. I don't have a problem with that. It's just it was it, it, the he didn't need to be there. It was fine that he was, but he didn't yeah. have to be there. Well, I think that's important. I think that's the lesson is he was good. He didn't need to be there, but he didn't hurt anything by being there. True, true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. This was it was the movie was something, especially if you stayed through the credits. Oh my god! <laughs> the stuff that happens in the the credit scenes, which they've come out and said are canon, one hundred percent, are very uh, just comic book and meta to the nth degree. You're welcome, Canada. That's, that's <sighs> my next uh, my next watch list. Then, um, yeah, totally I just saw worth. Avengers Infinity War today. So, what'd you think? It was <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> it was a sad noise. There's <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing other to say, nothing else to say than it was an extremely great. It yes, it lived up to the hype basically. So yeah, I, I was very yeah. happy that I was able to see it. Yeah, can't I can't disagree with you there. The only the only thing is the friend who I saw Deadpool with the other day, he pointed out, and I I, I kind of agree with him. I didn't realize it until now, but he's like. You know, if the fourth one sucks, it's going to make Infinity War worse. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because it's like it's set up such a great. Exactly. That's the thing. Like yeah, this was that's... this was completely a set a lot to live up to for the next one. And so it's kind of like, yeah, it would be a major letdown if the next one was bad. But I don't yeah. see that. I don't see how that happens. Like it's a Marvel film. So no, yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to serviceable at best. It um, at worst the only rather thing that really bugs me. And this is like super nitpicky, but like. It's sort of like Halle Berry in um, the X-Men franchise. Uh-huh. But, like, her accent constantly changes, right? Like, sure. it goes from, like, trying to have this horribly done, like, sort of, like, African continental accent to just speaking like Halle Berry later yeah. on the movie. Yeah, from one movie to the... Yeah, literally yeah, from one movie just, to the next. It's just yeah. terrible. But, like, the Olsen girl? Yes. Scarlet Witch loses her accent completely. Yeah. Like, and then it, like, regains it. Kind Guys, of, like, that's just mean, all right? You know, she's got a lot going on. Paul Bettany's there, <laughs> fresh off of a really bad solo movie. You know, there's a lot happening, okay? Just hmm. so that just kind of that annoyed me a little bit because I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure in Age of Ultron, she had an overly yeah, done, it was like, yeah, like gypsy accent, and then yeah. like in this one, she's like, she well, just in sounds civil and Civil War, it would go in and out, like it was there and then not there, and now in this one, she just didn't even try. So maybe she's just been away from Romania long enough now, or Slo- Slovenia, whatever that country Sokovia. they got. Randomania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever the country they got vibraniumed. 
So cool. Um, that you know, maybe she's been there away. There was a chords about it, Chris. Learn, learn your canon. Come on, learn your fake history. Come on. But that did that bugged me a little bit. Yeah, I so. can see that. It did stick out. I agree. I agree. Uh, so we've got uh, another little bit of. I shouldn't say little bit. This is kind of big news. Uh, the Walking Dead is going to have a major couple of major changes at the end of the upcoming season. Um, Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick Grimes, is going to be leaving the show after the upcoming season nine, as well as Lauren Cohan, who plays Maggie. Um, they're both not only leaving at the end of the season, but they're going to be having abbreviated seasons. They're not even going to be in every episode. Wait, so what now? Like, they Rick and and Maggie are leaving. Yeah, are leaving. I get and that. And they're not only they're only also season? Yeah, they're both going to have abbreviated seasons those two actors, so they're not going to appear in every episode. Hmm. Well, they're I only going to appear in like maybe half this season. Just based on the end of the last season, it sort of makes a lot of sense as to what may happen. Potentially, yes. I mean, you know, I mean um, there is some speculation and quoting of, you know, the sources close to the show, uh, that Rick is not going to be killed, but will just instead walk away. Um, which, yeah, like, which would be an appropriate end for him. I suppose. Yeah. Um, they don't say anything about Maggie, but, uh, really, really shouldn't have, really shouldn't have killed off that kid, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, whoops. that's, what's kind of funny about this is that, you know, in the comic books, Rick is still the center of the story. I, 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 do you read it? I don't. I, I, I stopped. I stopped reading after about one fifty. I just couldn't anymore. It's still I'm, fine. I'm just. It's still I'm not good. interested. Yeah, and I. It's it's ironic. It's it's just it's in my to read pile, but I'm three trades behind. And it's, I I guess it's where, they are on the show. Kind of, well, you know, the, the, there's the skinwalkers and all that other stuff. I just, the whispers and whatnot. Yeah. I, I'm just sort of, you want to talk about fatigue. I've been <laughs> reading that book for 10 years. I'm done. Like I, I Straczynski didn't have this, this kind of run. Like <laughs> Claremont didn't, you know, uh, I, I'm not reading 20 years of Claremont. I'm not going to do this did right with the uh, ultimate Spider-Man. It wasn't 20 it might have been 10 years but i didn't read that either like yeah, i i, I yeah, can't that. read a decade worth i'm not i'm not gonna come with you for that whole journey i'm just not maybe i'm lazy i don't know but uh i can't do it yeah i wonder where they're gonna set it up though i mean i mean the the show is that signed on for season 10 or is um, that, like how far out is that they they haven't really been clear on that, but they did just give Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl, a massive raise, expecting him to become the lead after Andrew Lincoln leaves. So I assume they're planning for it to go on beyond next season, but if the ratings continue to, to drop as they did this past year, I don't think that's going to happen. That's just... Well, I mean, they sort of... They've just really lost their way, and they... they They've kind of regained it, but I don't know if they've lost their way. I think this is just how how long are you expecting this show to go on? Like at some point, it will have to end. Well, that's or, just it. Or this change. was season eight. We're coming up on season nine. This season, the last two seasons, I think, have been kind of uneven. Um, it ended in a pretty interesting place this past season, but 
uh, I'm not I'm not excited for it to come back like I used to be for sure. Yeah, it's... and I'm not alone. The ratings dropped quite a bit. It went from being the most watched show on television to not anymore. I, How far I, did it drop? Just out of curiosity. I mean, it's still a top ten show. Right. Okay. I just think that that's enough. I think that I I think. Remember this, you know, this was a gift. This was six episodes and that was it. And everyone should remember that, that that's all we were ever promised was six episodes. Season one was supposed to be the whole works. And then we get all of these other seasons and then we get a spinoff show. And, you know, there was a whole culture that popped up half because of this show. So it's had its run. And like any good zombie, its jaw has fallen off after so many years of walking. It's enough. It's over. Put it down. And it's, and they can really only come up with so many creative ways to, you know, dispatch of zombies and that whole thing too, right? Like it's sort of. I think one of the the, the charms of The Walking Dead was it was normal folks dealing with that world, right, and just how they would react. Well, that that they're they've learned how to deal with it. They've, they've adapted and now they're dealing with each other. And at this point, the zombies are barely even there anymore. Right. Well, and that's, that's the same thing with the comic. The difference I feel in this scenario is that comic book fans are more ready to believe a story where don't fear the, you know, fear the, the living, not the dead. And you can get comic book fans to come in on that. I don't think you can get a regular television show to understand that the zombies aren't really what matters. It's it's the fact that humans can't be trusted. And and I just don't I didn't see that lasting and here we are. Tom, any ideas? So I think you're right to a certain degree, Rick, uh that comic book fans are more interested in the uh storylines about the other human beings and the novelty factor of the zombies is worn off maybe for a lot of the general audience, but there are others. I mean, they've kind of gone far away from the zombies for several seasons now, and it was the number one show on TV uh, really up until last year. So I don't know necessarily that, that the mainstream audience has left because there are uh, fewer zombie-oriented stories, but I can tell you as someone who's avidly watched every episode of this show, especially, and watched it as it aired the last several years... Um, the writing has gotten, um, decompressed. Uh, it was the, it was the knock on a lot of comic books. Remember in the early two thousands, how writers, especially Bendis, this was a big criticism of Bendis, how they were writing for the trade. And so their storylines would be spread out over 10 issues when they really could have been done in five. Mm -hmm. And that is what this show has felt like the last few years there's a lot of episodes where nothing happens nothing well, happens and, and in fairness the comic is very like that as well yeah the, okay yeah but i've never but, read but that, the comic but, so i wouldn't but know it bleeds in perfectly to what you said though because if you read the comic issue to issue you kind of end up wanting to tear your eyes out right but which you guys you mentioned it, earlier that you're both kind of done with it right but if you read it as a trade yeah it actually works but People, unless you're unless you're Netflixing it, you're not tuning into a weekly show to you know not be fulfilled. Well, and I, you know, I wonder if that is if that is sort of a problem with the way we consume media now, 
because it's not just an issue with The Walking Dead. It's an issue with some other shows. And I wonder if to, because we're so into binge watching things now and watching seasons in whole chunks, I wonder if writers, TV writers especially, haven't sort of gotten tuned to that to where they're letting things breathe a little more because they're writing for bingers and not, <clears throat> not thinking about the week-to-week audience, of which there are still a great deal. And, you know, that is a terrible idea, but it's also a really good one. That's also the way things, yeah, that's just how you have to play to the market, right? And if that, that that's how the, the market is consuming media, then that's what you have to do. Right. But I've also read that, like, you know, articles with Rob Kirkman, and this has changed drastically oh, over the Rob years, especially Kirkman. with the... I, I didn't know we were on a first-name basis, Chris. Is, this, is his name not Rob Kirkman? It's Robert, oh, thanks. Oh, Lord. Is it really? I, I just I mean, use I his Christian name. Um, <laughs> but he um in the year of our Lord. He he had talked about his style of writing and you could see it very, very well early on with The Walking Dead and um uh, was it Amazing Astounding Wolfman, I think. Yeah, he wrote Yes, aston- 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 astonishing. Astonishing. Aston- no. I think it was astonishing. Either way. Either way. Like yeah. he, he he did a very, very good job early on where he wrote the idea was he's like every page turn should be a cliffhanger, right? And every issue should end in a cliffhanger, which you know it's not really forces the reader, but leaves the reader wanting more. Right. That's kind um, of an old school approach to comic books. And and he did a great job of that early on. And and later on the line, especially basically kinda of like after the whole maybe all out war, maybe a little before that. It it just the whole decompression thing just really took effect where you can clearly see in the trade that 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 there wasn't a break between the issues that it was just written as a trade, which is a failure on his part, right? Right. Well, but, you depends. could make that argument. You know, you could make the argument, sure. But like, I think with that book, may especially you know a lot of people, especially fans of the show who are not comic book buyers, are consuming that in graphic novel form instead of buying it month to month. Whereas with television, yes, a lot of people are binging shows, but you still, at at the highest peak, Walking Dead had 14 million people tuning in every week to watch it as it aired. And you're kind of screwing those people over. I just honestly think it's time. I think no matter how many... You might be right. Shows all run their course, you know? Yeah. They all run their course. This is going into season nine. I mean, Cheers only went, what, Nine or eleven. 10. Eleven years. Eleven. Seinfeld went nine. Like, you know, at some point series end. It's just that's just sort of the natural order of things. Not everything is gunsmoke. How many seasons of gunsmoke? Oh, uh, it's like twenty something. So really not not everything is the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, that's Simpsons. true. They're too. At, they're at they're, like they're past gunsmoke now, I think. They're uh they're like almost close. I think they're at thirty, honestly. No, they're not at thirty yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, are you serious? I'm I'm fairly confident in that. I'm I'm looking it up now because that's yeah, no, astonishing. That's astonishing to me if that's the case. Astounding, like, maybe. Yeah, yeah, astounding. Mm, no. Astounding, astonishing. It's definitely not spectacular. Definitely, yeah. most certainly not amazing. Twenty nine. Oh. You're right, Rick. It's had twenty nine seasons. It's getting. It's coming up on thirty. Good God. There you go. And, and okay, I mind you, I have also not watched The Simpsons in 
the past eight years or so. Yeah. So you've missed nothing. Got it. I, I mean, like, I, I didn't think I did. Um, you've only missed the seasons after 21. <laughs> have they been have they been holding up? I mean, like, I don't know. Because I remember for a while, it's just, it was... I, I think they really jumped the shark when we've uh, we've probably talked about this already. Where Homer, like, became a jockey, and oh yeah, yeah, the the it was actually Bart was the jockey, and they had the Dennis Rodman horse. That and believe it or not, is not for me. When the Simpsons jumped the shark, I know the exact moment. I know the exact moment for me. For me, um. Homer is trying to ferret out a uh, raccoon out of my, uh, Santa's little helper's uh, uh, house. Okay. He okay. goes into the house and then there's a big commotion. All right. And he comes back out and Lisa says, Oh my goodness, are you okay? And Homer just sort of shrugs like nothing happened. And then he pulls up his shirt and half his stomach is hanging out. And then he puts his shirt back down and he's totally fine. And that was the moment for me. The Simpsons was over because before then it wasn't like Ren and Stimpy or Family Guy. It was like most of the things that happened were real. Like one of the most scary episodes of The Simpsons was when Homer, Homer almost died from eating bad fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that's really early. Yeah. But like, that's how like that was that show. Uh, that, that's when I think that jumped. Uh, anyway, we're off topic. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it, it's it's I haven't watched the show in a long but, time and it's become fashionable for 20 years or so now to say, oh, The Simpsons sucks now and it's not as good as it was. Every show has its peak. The Walking Dead had its peak. Uh, every show has its peak where the writers are at the top of their game. The performers are, you know, settled into their characters and really know what they're doing. And the crew is a well-oiled machine, you know. And then people move on. They get bored. They get promoted. They quit. get fired. Any of those things happen. And it changes. With a show like The Simpsons where it's now generational, literally... Uh, like yeah. it's Voyager. Well, I mean, well, I mean, it is. It's been on thirty years. Think about that. Like we were, we were in elementary school when that show started, and yeah. now, like, there are there are people in college who were born in season ten. Yeah. <laughs> like that many the, people. Yeah. Many people are alive today who have never known a world where The Simpsons like, wasn't on the okay, air. Okay, th I think about this sometimes because, like, in terms of Star Trek, okay? Like, the Star Trek 30th anniversary, like, the 30th anniversary of the original series in 96 was a huge deal, right? This show's <clears> been <throat> on in some form for 30 years. The next generation is now 30 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh. The Simpsons is going to be 30 years old. Like when, oh. when the show and the Simpsons has been continually making new episodes. That's yeah. the crazy part. So, so like shows stay on because they make money. Exactly. You're exactly right. right. And the Simpsons continues to make money they, for Fox. They found a way to make money. Um, it was the search after all. <laughs> the search for more money. Thank the, you. So, Every show runs its course. The Simpsons obviously hasn't yet. Not according um, to the bean counters at Fox. <laughs> so what is, at what point nowadays do you think, because The Walking Dead, I want to say it's sort of like a first of its kind. I mean, like. In, in terms of a long running horror series like this, a serialized horror show, absolutely it is. Do you Good think work, it has a Lisa. big enough following where it will stay running despite a diminished audience? <sighs> 
that's a tough call because you've already there are already changes behind the scenes at AMC. Like Robert Kirkman has now left AMC. He signed a deal at at Netflix. Rob. <laughs> remember we're on a first name with this guy he's he's now left so now scott m gimple who was the showrunner for walking dead is now sort of the the chief creative <laughs> officer of the whole the whole walking dead franchise at least on television and Don't let that damn gimp run things and and like fear the walking dead is now in season five I four think? four five four or five yeah. so I now they've like... got a spinoff that is successful and you know is is continuing on its own it's become a totally different thing. I and mean, the walking dead, like the main series now is on its third, about to be on its third showrunner, which is sort of like the person who directs the, the, the story for season to season. This is the person who kind of marshals the writers together and has a vision for where they're going. So now they're on their third, third or maybe fourth one over the course of the series. So it's going to be tough. I, I think this everything for that show hinges on this coming season now. Mm. With, yes. And with Andrew Lincoln and Lauren Cohan leaving when this season is over, it's either going to it's going to be sink or swim. People are either going to tune out or the story is going to be interesting enough where people are going to want to continue watching even without the Grimes family. So we'll see what they decide to do uh, in terms of the story, where it goes for Walking Dead. But uh, certainly the end of uh, an era and a major departure, another major departure from the source material. Um, I'm telling you, they never they never should have gotten rid of that kid. <laughs> like killing off Rick's yeah, son. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Well, I mean, that's a weird thing, too. But I mean, he's got to go to college at some point, right? Oh, yeah, no, no, because going to college worked out great for guys like us. Uh, oh. <laughs> There's that defeatist attitude. Yeah. That's not a defeatist attitude. That's a reality. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. that's reality. This Patreon thing will pay off at some point. Spades. <laughs> pay off in spades. It's going to be billions. Shoutouts coming your way, guys. 1095. Oh, God. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we'll do. Let's do a little lightning round, guys, because we got a bunch of like uh, geek movie news this week. Uh, we have what may be a title, but is definitely a tease for the Wonder Woman sequel. Uh, logo showed up. Uh, oh, Jeff Johns debuted the logo online this week. It says WW. Try and say that. I know. It, I spat that word, Jeff Johns. <laughs> Jeff Johns. Ugh. Yeah, I know. It kind of. It just kind of. There was My gnashing delicate of teeth. sensibilities are offended. <laughs> you should have said it with a soft J. It was like, hello, yep, yep, Newman. Yon. Yep, yon. Yon Oh, God. Um, anyway, <laughs> the logo says WW84 with the red, white, and blue uh, letters, which seems to confirm the long-held rumor that Wonder Woman 2 will take place in the 1980s. So, and yay. that apparently Big Brother is going to be a part of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so before you know it, she's going to run into a room and throw a sledgehammer through a big window. And it's the Wonder Woman Apple commercial, basically. Oh, man. That would be pretty uh, pretty poignant in this day and age, honestly. So <laughs> um, Let's not I'm get cool too far down that road. Yeah, I mean, we've I'm... known for a little while that it was going to jump ahead in time somewhat. Um. Reagan era Cold War Wonder Woman sounds interesting. Especially gives good reason for why Cheetah may exist. She may be like a a Soviet experiment or something. Potentially, potentially, because 
we can never get enough of Soviet experiments in our comic book movies. <laughs> Listen, it's KGB always, it's always a, a good well to go to, Winter Soldier. If, you, if you're if you're not a KGB, I can't help you. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's a good, you know, the commies, the commie Nazis, the commie Nazis are a good. <laughs> Another a good, Simpsons reference. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, man. <laughs> I had no babysitters. Um, <laughs> I had the greatest good... babysitter on television. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, it's a good point. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be here today without Casio or whatever that was. Um, the it's it's a good it, who likes the commies, right? <laughs> like, well, it's a good it's a good. Is answer. that like a rhetorical question? Like, what are you getting at? <laughs> no, no, like it's a good safe enemy. Yeah, if Break that's if that's the case. War, but or, uh, you know, like jumping from World War One to to the Cold Wars, nice. All right, cool. Yeah, it could be cool. They could they could do a little uh, a little dabbling in or a nod to her, you know, spy roots in the seventies where they took her powers away and gave her the jumpsuit. Oh, she looks so cool though. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: are they pandering to or against like Trump voters? Because I mean, what? like the, the like the you know, like you know, oh no, the, the no, the Russia, no, come on, man! Like, I mean, the Russians are like the bad guys in the '80s, right? So, but like, I mean, we want to really yeah, but talk it's about it's, Putin it's the Reagan era. Like, it's that's where that's where the president made his money, and you know, a lot of a lot of Trump's voters, you know, masturbate to thoughts of that era a lot. So yeah, like it's true. I, I don't think one had anything to do with the other really in this particular. No. In this instance, the choice was not that. But, no. And um, this is this is this is Lefty Radio 101 oh talking. We're we're both yeah. in. No. Well, welcome to <laughs> welcome to the last vestiges of Air America Radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're here to touch things we should. This is this is where it went. <laughs> anyway. God help us all. Yeah. Uh, a little more news about a female-driven comic book movie, Sony's Silver and Black film that was supposed to star the Silver Sable and the Black Cat. Delayed indefinitely. Surprised? <laughs> Anyone surprised by this? Anybody? Oh, Silver Sable, though. She's Israeli. That's true. Wonder... <laughs> Is she really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know a thing about Silver Sable. I know she well, was a Spider-Man. I don't either. I just remember yeah. her Marvel Universe Series 4 trading card and that it was what super was easy to come by. <laughs> I, I don't is she even a superhuman I, I literally know nothing about her other than she was a spider-man side character like villain silver sable hails from the fictional european nation of simcaria she's an expertly trained mercenary whose company funds a team called the wild pack wild pack. that was changed ultimately but yes and that was when and, she started <laughs> i mean what does it matter like we, I didn't Did think we think were ever. I didn't think happen? we were ever getting this movie, and now yeah. with the fact that that the Spider-Man movie and upcoming sequel have has been so successful as a partnership for Sony and Marvel, and we don't know what the hell's happening with Venom in terms of where they're taking that, it surprises me literally none that this <laughs> movie has been put on the back burner. This We're going to get back to you on this. This was an ill-conceived misadventure in the first place. 
I mean, you know, you want to talk about scraping the barrel for IP. Like, well, that was the um, thing. The Sony only has the rights to the Spider-Man characters, and they're like, whoa, we need we need a female superhero. What do we have? Well, Black Cat's a good start. Black Cat's a good, uh, yeah, like, but to add Silver Sable, like, <laughs> we are we are comic book fans. We know next to nothing about it. <laughs> exactly. That's true. What exactly is a Silver Sable, if you could? <laughs> a Sable? <laughs> is it a rodent? That's what they keep. Is it a sable, it's like an animal, like a mink or something, isn't it? Wasn't she big in the WWE for a while? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, is that a sword? No, a That's saber. a saber. Right? Yeah. Saber, yeah. Still, yeah we're saber. And, a, and a stable is where they keep animals. Like... Silver so stable, are, I think that's everybody. where they trained. I think that's where they trained so Justify, isn't it? Oh, God. Wait, well, here's the thing, too, is... Is Black Cat like? Are, are they trying to do like a Birds of Prey thing? Yeah, that was that was like, the idea. This was going to be like a female empowerment team up film. But but in comics, like, Whoa. does it even make sense? Chris, what happened? Do they team up in comics? Like I don't I don't know. I don't know if they team up in the comics. I have no idea. Oh okay. Right. I think I think Unicron was just like, give me two female heroes that we own. Yeah, I guess we don't Give me need two it. scoops and let's do this. <laughs> like they just they just went to that Google randomizer app. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got another another snag for a, fee- a comic book franchise, and that is the Crow. Jason Momoa and the director Corin Hardy have now left the uh, upcoming <laughs> Crow remake. <laughs> well, that's gonna that's really gonna cut the kibosh on that one. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> well, now they have no director and no star, so I imagine they're not making this yet. I'm shocked. What is causing all these comic book movies to just is, though, fade off? They're making the crow, though. It's called what? Upgrade or update? <laughs> I, told, I told you that That's was out. the joke I made last. Did you? Did you made that joke several weeks ago. <laughs> no, you didn't. In a text message. In a text message. It was not on the show because we have not talked about upgrade oh, on the oh, show. That's right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Because I, I think, no, no, I said it was Venom, here's, right? Venom, a tech. And yes, you did say yes. it was a girl. I, I, all right. here's, here's what's very Credit funny. Works. Here's what's very funny about this. This is the second time that Corn uh, Hardy has quit The Crow. <laughs> <laughs> the director was supposed to direct the remake. He quit. Then he came back. And now he's quitting again. I've returned to quit again. Ah. Uh... I the am the back. Was it by his choice? He's like, you know what? Maybe I will do it. No, no, I won't. I mean, like, I think they he won't... came back when they lined up Jason Momoa for the part, and now, now that's not happening. <laughs> Why wouldn't he want to be a part of this? Right? Why wouldn't you want to reboot a movie that barely anyone remembers from 1994? Well, I think a lot of people remember. It. A lot of people anyone... remember it, but not the. It's not part of the public like zeitgeist. Like, well, you know. uh, oh, nice. But uh, I would somebody saw Deadpool. But uh, I think <laughs> you're it, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I think it has more to do with. It's one of those. Do you care? Right. That's the do thing. Do you care? This, this is gonna. Ha- if this happens, it's gonna come out and it's gonna be like like the Conan remake. Like that just and that also starred Jason with Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> it just came and went, and no one gave a shit about it. <laughs> is he like the reverse Dwayne Johnson? Like he made. <laughs> He ruins everything he touches. Yeah, he's like the what is J- Dwayne Johnson's like the 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 franchise saver. Yeah, whatever it is, he is. His nickname. He's the he's just the franchise, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he literally plays 
the rock in every movie. But I mean, <laughs> so he, Jason Momoa is like the reboot killer. It seems I guess. that I way. Mean, like the rebootinator. <laughs> the rebootinator. Because <laughs> like, okay, Conan, I I tried to watch it, and I was like, man, like, because I'm I'm a big Arnold and and former Conan fan, or original Conan fan, excuse me. I, I had a really hard time getting through the first twenty minutes of it. It just it was just wasn't good. Um, I, <clears throat> the crow. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's better off. They, maybe they need different crow. Yeah. Maybe the crow doesn't need Chris Cornelius or whatever his name is, <laughs> or, and uh, and Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe it needs to to be left just to rest. Longer. Oh, how appropriate! <laughs> yes, right. Oh, so we have another another tidbit of movie news, and that is production officially began this week on Top Gun Two: Colon Maverick. Can I can I start by just saying gross? <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> tweeted a photo of himself in the flight suit, standing in front of the now ancient F fourteen Tomcat plane he flew in the first one. 30, hey guys, I got this. Uh, Thirty got plus this years cat. ago. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> um, did anyone? It's, did anyone? It's... But but I imagine there's a select part of the population that wants this, and and those are the guys that don't realize just how how homoerotic that movie really is. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't. They aren't. They're not quite aware of why they get the tinglies during the volleyball scene. But they know that it gives them the dinglies. I, there is nobody with a semblance of understanding of film that wants this movie. <laughs> Except like, no, yeah, and I mean the only audience that's gonna go watch it are like the Scientologists, right? Like, <laughs> like isn't like that like the only reason why like Tom Cruise movies do like really well is because like the Scientologists just go and like flood it with money? I don't think I that's don't necessarily that's the it. case. Tom Cruise still has a lot of international appeal at the box office. I mean, you look at those Mission Impossible movies. And it's like basically a guaranteed three quarters of a billion dollar haul every other year for him. Like every other year so, he yeah. comes out with an MI <laughs> movie. And yeah, they've got another one coming out next month. They still make a lot of money. Um, yeah, he's still he's, he's, he's got like Superman. the last he's like the last international movie star. Right now, you gotta be the la- he's like the last starfighter, but for nothing interesting. Yeah, um, but uh, evidently the the working title was Top Gun Maverick, but now it has no actual no official title. It's just the Top Gun sequel. But I want uh, that to be the official title. <laughs> the Top Gun sequel. No, no official title. No official title. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> like, eh. <laughs> oh, but it's being directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who directed Tron Legacy and uh, Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Because Tom Cruise tends to get on these director kicks where he's just like, I like this guy and I'm going to work with him for the next 15 years. Whether he makes good movies or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which one's Oblivion? Oblivion is the post-apocalyptic future one with Tom Cruise. That's the best I can do. (laughs) That's not the one where he's like living the same day over and over. No, no, that's called... uh, Edge tomorrow, tomorrow never dies. Or no, that tomorrow never dies is a James <laughs> no, that's, Bond that's, movie. That's the, uh, the, yeah, that's not the, uh, the big Edge guy. of Tomorrow. <laughs> you gotta admit, my version's better. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I guess. <laughs> also known on its DVD box as Live Die Repeat. 
which is, I guess, its international yes. title. It's actually a very good movie. Um, also a comic book film. Yep. Is it really? Yeah, mm-hmm. based on a graphic novel. Really? Cool. Um, the, is, is, the real question is, is Kenny Loggins going to do the soundtrack? He has to. It's a very to. valid, que- that's a they valid did, question. They did say like, that, that Harold Faltermeyer, who did the score for the original and created the guitar Top Gun theme, is doing the score for this movie. So it's going to have... No, he performed, right? What, Kenny Loggins did several songs on the soundtrack, like Danger Zone and... Right. Yeah. Lana! And but, uh, but Harold Faltermeyer did the Top Gun theme and the other music. And he's coming back for this. So basically, we're just going to get a rehash, except with drones this time. It's about drones and pilots becoming a thing of the past. So I imagine this means that Maverick will die some sort of heroic death to prove that pilots are still uh, important. I mean, the same kind of concept worked out really well for that one steel driving man. I was saying, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, it worked real well. It was also, I think, the plot of the second, the last third of the Independence Day sequel. Right. Did not see it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Most people didn't. Most people didn't. All right, so now we come to the final bit of geek news for the week, and I saved this for last because um, it makes Rick mad, and I like that. So, uh-huh. <laughs> and that is, we have news about the the Spawn reboot to oh, be directed for, for, by God Todd McFarlane. Jesus fucking... And that is yeah. that Jamie Foxx is going to yeah. play Spawn. Yeah. Academy Award winner Jamie Foxx is going to play yeah. Al Simmons. <laughs> so, he's also done stealth. Like, let's keep that in mind, right? Like, <laughs> he was really good in Collateral. Tom Cruise. <laughs> He still makes decent movies. That's he did Django Unchained. Again, huh? Yeah, yeah. And he was in Baby Driver. He was awesome in that. If you haven't seen that, you guys should totally watch Baby Driver. Okay. I actually... Worth it, though, apparently. You what? You what are your thoughts out. on that? Um, what? On Spawn? What Spawn. What are your thoughts? I care so little about Spawn. I don't think we needed this. But um, I'm not. I'm not in the. I'm not in the corner that Rick is in, which is Rick refuses to believe this is ever going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's just not. <laughs> Somebody's going to take one look at the script and be like, "Okay, so we can do your script, Mister McCrazy." Um, but we're going to go ahead and rewrite everything. And then he's going to be like, but I'm the guy who read Spawn, and I'm the smartiest. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, because he's already got a producer on board. So it's not like, and, and in order for the producer to be like, yeah, we'll let you write it and direct it, they, they've got to know what they're getting, at least to an oh, extent. Oh, they don't. They, they don't have to know anything. They can just shoot from the hip, too, like anyone <laughs> else. Look, I, I will say this. This is, this is, okay, this is my actual opinion. Um, if you're going to go with Jamie Foxx, you should have just done with gone with Michael Jackson again. Why? Jamie Foxx is a much more bankable actor. They're the same age. And they are. I agree. I would, but it, I mean, really, Jamie Foxx is a household name. Amazing shape, though. Yeah, he is. I agree. Michael J. White is 
uh, he's, house? No, he's not. No, he's, not. Um, <laughs> he's a name in your house, no, maybe. No. <laughs> he, was, he was also in, a, I, in I just know the greatest is. comic book movie of all time. What? Michael oh, he's, he's in the, the Dark Knight. Knight. That's right. Yeah, he's not in he, Deadpool. He gets eye, his eye poked out, right? No, that's not how he does. So McFarlane says that the tone of this movie is going to be more akin to Jacob's Ladder. Great. <laughs> from the early yeah. 90s. Will not be an origin story and will, surprise, be the first of a planned trilogy. See, because, that's the part I don't Because like, everything honestly. is. Well, but that's what I don't understand is, okay, it's the first part of a trilogy. But also, we're not going to invest in a young character and a young but, actor. Yeah, and, but think uh, about uh, but, it. Like, Spawn is going to be mostly CG. It's just a voice role for Jamie Foxx. Then go get... You know what? Keith yeah, David is not doing anything. <laughs> right, right. Like, Robert Downey Jr. is in his 50s. He's still playing Iron Man. Because yeah, most Keith of the David time, is, it's David just him spawn. in a black with a black curtain Keith behind him. David yeah. is Spawn. All why right? is Keith... Did he do the voice in the cartoon? Is that why? Yes. Like, all he was just... What? Chris, did you say something about a curtain? No, you said something about a curtain. Yeah, I did. What? All I said is all that do is just pull his helmet back. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, yeah, he, he gets a close-up like, like twice know, a movie, maybe. Make the CGI muscles. Yeah, exactly. Um, I still think... I, I'm, I, I, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rick Rick explained to me the most important I, I, comics of his life, and Spawn is one of them. That's true. It's I don't want Spawn this. Spawn a comic? Like, dude, does anybody know who Spawn is, to be honest? But I guess, I mean, Silver Sable is getting a movie made. <laughs> right? so, I mean, like, if they can do that, they can do Spawn. Right? Like, I mean, people, there are, there, there's a significant number of people, I think, who even if they don't remember... Spawn per se, if you say the name, they recognize it. Uh, like those Man. toys, those toys were fucking everywhere in the nineties. Even if the movie yeah. didn't do well, like those toys were all over the place. Everybody's got like seven copies of number one, also, right? <laughs> so, it, it, I uh, how much do you think? What, what do you think the budget is? Like, how much do you think they'll need to break even? Well, it's made by then... it's made by Blumhouse, who makes a lot of uh, medium budget horror movies. So I don't think the budget's gonna be. It might be a hundred million, which is for a comic book movie is on the low end. And that's my guess. And if they make that back, which I which is not easy, them, right? not hard to do. I mean, right? So like, they can actually probably crank out these sequels right like oh, they probably i think they'll get two movies out of this i think they'll make the first one cheap enough where they'll turn a profit and then they'll increase the budget for the second and depending on whether it's good they'll uh either end it there or you'll get your third one right so like that's the thing right like it's a matter of expectation like they they know they're not making the avengers Exactly. They're not going into this thinking they're making the... Well, Todd McFarlane's probably thinking he's making the Avengers, but I'm sure <laughs> Blumhouse isn't. He had right, news. So I, mean, like... I got news about that, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's... Okay. I mean, cool. You know, I'll, I'll watch it on Netflix six months later. 
I'll call it there. So, Rick, are you in denial that this is happening because you don't want it to happen, or are you just convinced that it's not happening? I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, I genuinely don't. I don't think that that's going to come to pass. I mean, we've I been just we've don't. been having you know our pricks teased about a Spawn movie reboot sequel for twenty years now. Literally twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not putting. I'm putting less faith in this than I'm putting in practically anything else. I just now. Now. And why would we like? Okay, maybe because Jamie Foxx is attached. That's and happen. that's the thing. Like, this is the kind of thing that gets investors to make this happen. Great. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm Spawn guy, and I. Oh, okay. Are you really? Dude, I've got like forget it. I'm not gonna get into it. But yeah, I'm I'm a huge Spawn guy. I've been a huge Spawn guy my literally my whole young adult life. Um, through adult life, it I I was over the moon with the first movie. I actually thought the first movie did a pretty damn good job given the time period that it was in. Um, oh, oh hang on, you're talking about like the Leguizamo one? Yeah, man, go watch it. It's actually passable. I'm yeah, not I, saying I it's didn't a, find it. I didn't find it offensively bad. It was watchable. It wasn't yeah, great. That's, like it wasn't great, but it was watchable. Like I, if they had done what they said they were gonna do and do a a sequel to that from the point of view of Sam and Twitch, like they said, that would have been awesome. Years, that would have been pretty cool. Because to be honest, we still haven't had a superhero movie that was done that way, like from a, a street level sort of point of view. Like it would be different, something new to the genre, you know. Like I would, it'd be kind of neat to see a, uh, even if it was like a a TV special that was like a like Alex Ross's Marvels take on the Marvel Cinematic right. Universe. I just, I don't, I don't think that this is the, t- I think this is the time, not the time nor the place for this movie. It's just <laughs> all right, but here yeah. it comes. Yep. Here it comes. Everybody's got it. We got to squeeze that acorn. Just keep going. <laughs> See what comes there out. There is juice in acorns, right? <laughs> Some. Just, can we move on? Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on, and we'll move on to the questions. And Chris, this week, we will start with you. What's pissing you off? I think we touched upon it earlier. First off, I guess my Alzheimer's is kind of pissing me off. Um, cause I, I literally dementia Rick within five minutes by asking the same question twice. Um, but man, I, I think I'm, I'm literally coming to terms with my mortality at this point. <laughs> Your to be, mortality? Like, <laughs> I like this my little, little jokes about like the, you know, this like guy. extra hair. Are you dying? But I just realized today that I'm indeed human. Oh, just today and just today and it was because of that goddamn sled that i pushed before jujitsu and it just it it literally stole my soul (laughs) (laughs) it just it made me feel so terrible that like i'm literally sitting here right now my legs are shaking um just just the fact that i i uh, the mortal coil is such a (laughs) <laughs> so so knowing you're gonna die is pissing you off oh it is it's yeah, i, I really right. thought that we would be able to re, like engineer this away like the whole death thing before the <laughs> like the end of our lifetime <laughs> you're 36 you asshole. <laughs> like i was really hoping that was gonna happen 
God. <laughs> You're still, by all accounts, very young. Drama queen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't lift 245 today. I'm going to go <laughs> put a gun in my mouth. This is it. This is the moment. Like, aren't you, like, six weeks potentially away from getting your black belt in BJJ? No. Like, You're a hell of a lot closer than most people, right? But I'm just tired. And I'm, oh, for oh, God's sake. <laughs> Tom, for reference, you need to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu roughly 10 years before you ever get a black I, belt. I, I assumed, given that I know, I know black belt is a big deal. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm sorry <laughs> that's pissing you off, Chris. I'm also it is, more... It's, so terrible. I'm I'm more disappointed than anything that you learned that while pushing a sled, which is something I did for football when I was 16, poorly. So <laughs> by that logic, I've known I'm going to die for 30, <laughs> 20 years. So way to go. I'm way to sorry make you, feel you had to learn that so early. Yeah. <laughs> My mortality was made abundantly clear. This, this answers so many questions about Rick now. Exactly. No. I, I was so optimistic up until about four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? I really thought that technology would win. <laughs> There's still time, okay? Don't you have a child, you schmuck? I mean, he'll live. Oh, you got to go on without me, con buns. Daddy mm. couldn't push a metal sled today. I could. I couldn't make it. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> never mind never mind sickness and cancer papa couldn't move a metal object it's all over <laughs> so when the zombie okay. apocalypse comes you won't be able to get the sled away from through the snow from the zombies exactly. i won't be able to push that you know what we got a place for you you could just hold the door yeah <laughs> nice thank you nice rick what's pissing yeah. you off right now it's chris in abundance <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what's pissing me off. Yeah. Uh, what's pissing me off is, um, uh, did you know that theme parks can fill? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I was aware of it, but I'd never been a part of it. Yeah, it's called Fire Code. I, uh, I was at Volcano Bay on Saturday, which is my favorite place to go this summer. And we got there plenty early. We got there a little after 11. So, you know, no problem getting in. Um, and then we're walking around and Volcano Bay has those cool virtual lines, right? So the idea is you decide you want to go on the crazy line. And instead of waiting an hour and a half to ride a two minute ride, you go like bum around in, in the uh, lazy rivers or you like go do other rides or maybe you go get a beer or something. You just kill time. Okay. Right. There was no other things to do. What do you mean? <laughs> Everything else was full. Yes. Everywhere you went. What? Hour and a half wait, hour and a half wait, hour and a half wait. So the only thing we could do is we're like, okay, well, um, I don't want to pay $10 for a tall boy. So let's just go float around the lazy river. And then the fucking river was full of people. So you couldn't really like lazy. Like we, we were a group of four. So we had to, you know, like iron cross one person in the middle and then everyone else attaches to them. And then we all just sort of like, like koala around the lazy river together. And, Oh my God. It was, it was, it was insanity. I found out that they had reached capacity at like 1 PM, which explains why no one could get on any of the rides for an hour and a half. Yeah. And that was, that's just insane. Saturday was pretty damn hot. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So like, I, I always want like for the summer until we get to October and I got Halloween Horror Nights, I'm not setting foot in those goddamn parks unless it's just to go to the volcano Bay. No, 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 no. That ain't happening. 
So, uh, so yeah, now I got to know I got to get there like super early in the morning. I got to pack like two lunches because I can't buy their food there. God help me. Oh, pay rent or buy a sandwich. Um, that's just crazy. Eh. Tom. Yes. What's pissing you off? Uh, my computer. My computer yeah. is pissing me <laughs> off. The very lifeblood of the, this Michigas you're listening to right now. And the the machine by which I do my work, make my living, <laughs> and all manner, say, of, manner of other things. That second um, one, probably more than the first. <laughs> um, has been on the fritz, and uh, it's that's why uh, you're going to understand the show feels is going to feel a little disjointed, and it's because we had to record it over two nights because of my computer. Um Turns out, for now, it's just a charger issue, but uh, the, the genius who looked at my computer... <laughs> say genius, and then say Jeff Johns, back to back. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's like saying, hello, Newman. Um, hello, Newman. Anyway, the genius uh, informed me that it was just a charging issue, which caused my computer to die last night, uh, and not... Uh, like a major failure. However, he did say the battery is nearing the end of its life. In fact, his exact words were, um, I would say it is at the end of its life, but technically it's not. <laughs> it's fine. You just keep, you got to install a feeding tube now. It's okay. <laughs> right, that's the thing. Like I do, I send my laptop to hospice. I don't know what happens. Now. <laughs> you take him outside. It goes for walks with you. You see the sun a lot. It's on a morphine drip eight hours a day. <laughs> he talks like my he, cell phone. He talks a but lot about Audie Murphy and the war, and right? <laughs> Tuesdays with Tom's computer. <laughs> That's fantastic, Rick. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's you. so the battery's nearing the end of its life, and and when I asked, he was like, "You could buy an aftermarket battery on Amazon because Apple doesn't make them." Uh, he's like, "But I wouldn't trust those." And I'm like, "Oh, what? So, so what are your options then?" My options are keep it plugged in all the time because it'll run basically right. forever if i just never unplug it like if i only the future use of all laptops if i only yeah. use it when it's plugged in or uh eventually get a, a new computer whether it's one of theirs or another one um but what we're talking about probably a few months maybe a year um before <laughs> i really have to do that you can't even install your own aftermarket battery Right, like you'd have to have. No, I can, I can. Uh, it's it's just uh, they don't recommend it. I'm I'm gonna. Oh, then it would some... void the warranty. No, the, it's that it's way out of warranty. <laughs> this, this thing is, is for an Apple. It's geriatric at this point. It's 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 all of six years old. Oh, that's no, that's that's nothing. Uh, up until two episodes ago, the uh, the Wrestle Crush whenever was on an Apple that was over ten years old. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is held together with tape and bubble gum. It's Jesse. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so it's been frustrating. Uh, and then to boot, uh, when I bought the new charger to replace the offending one, uh, I, I, when he said you need a new charger, I was like, oh, good. This is a fairly cheap fix. And in the grand scheme of things, I suppose it is like when one is considering, you know, Pentagon expenditures and such. But... Um, he said, yeah, we'll just take you over to the accessory wall. You can get your new charger and we'll send you on your way. And uh, he's like, uh, it's about it's it's seventy nine dollars. And I'm oh, like, wait, it's God. a plug that goes from a computer to a wall. And it's seventy nine dollars. 
They yeah, have the aftermarket yeah, of those. They're, they're, they might. I don't know. I was I was stranded in the Apple store with no working computer. Though. <laughs> and your pants they, just they evidently down they evidently yeah. I mean this this guy was gesticulating while he had a handful of my balls. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he talked with his hands Staring so it was right painful. Eyes he yeah he's, he's just looking at me and he's motioning with my balls to the accessory <laughs> wall which is the home of the 79 dollar charger he's waving him Did i can he hear him jingling <laughs> i can hear him jingling in the sack it's sad um but i had no choice at that point and uh, I, when I said, oh, my God, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, they are a little pricey. No, you don't say. And then he, let that, he let that hang there in, in the air for a moment and, and waited for me to finish a sentence. And I was like, I guess it's cheaper than having to buy a whole new computer. And he's like, yeah. Wow, man. Like, I, I mean, I don't know what it's like to get beaten up. That's not true. I don't know what it's like to get beaten up in the recent 20 years of my life, but I imagine it's like that. It wasn't, I mean, like I said, like, I mean, it it literally could have been much, much worse, but still to to, to spend behind you with a baseball bat, to spend that for a charger is, is, is kind of out there, but again, it's got that amazing Apple quality though, right? Considering yeah, it comes in that snazzy white box. And that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. But considering I went in there expecting I was going to have to pay hundreds to have this thing fixed, um, I, I suppose, I suppose it's not so bad. I was like, I guess it's a matter of expectation. Yeah. Like if you set your expectation, in that sense, to, you know, it's. Yeah, it's like a I was expecting to get raped, but I only got slightly less raped. <laughs> like it's like oh God, you know. Kind of consensual, I guess. You know, I, I don't. Like maybe I just drank too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I'll victim blame myself at that point. Oh no, where are we going? <laughs> it's Chris. If it's not racist, then it's not a rape joke. We didn't have an episode. <laughs> exactly. We got to get that explicit tag somehow, right? Yeah, I suppose we yeah, have we to get, earn we that. struggle. It's not. A, it's not enough if if Rick makes jokes about Superman's grandpa laying the pipe. That's not enough. It's a good joke, and you shut your. Oh wait, sorry, mouth. no. Obi Wan's dad lay in the pipe. That was what either was. way. I want to watch that movie. I think it was Superman's <laughs> grandpa and Obi Wan. Probably. What was. if it was both of them together? Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, Rick. Rick, what weird. did you learn this week? I learned it's really easy to creep you the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it takes it takes very little effort. <laughs> well, I also which is your that... preferred amount of effort, actually. Oh, damn. Well, I was really hitting you a bit this month, so, uh, you know, I earned that. Now, um, I learned that um, I learned that my body doesn't understand that uh, when I get home from jujitsu, it's okay to stop sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so I get home, you know, it's 730. I take my shower. I'm nice and cooled off. Um, uh, we watch some TV. We finished Cheers and we moved on to Frasier because as is the way of the world. Yes, um, as you must. And as I walked upstairs to the Fortress of Nerditude to make this call with you guys tonight, I sat down in my chair and I got my notes in front of me and everything. And I, I touched my forehead for a moment and I was sweating again. And I said, really? A staircase? That's all it took. 
And what it is is my body is just used to a very sedentary lifestyle. And when I, you know, remind it that occasionally it has to work for a living, it goes into hyperdrive and then it doesn't know when to shut off. <laughs> it's like one of those cars that you pull back too far and then it just snaps its rubber band. <laughs> it's a good metaphor. A Thank good you. One. Thank it's you. A good one. So, uh, so Chris, what'd you learn? Sure. Ooh, you know, I actually probably should use this for my pissing off thing. Um, I've learned He's so that it's, I've had two glasses of wine. Um, oh God. <laughs> maybe so, that's why well, you're in and, pain after jujitsu is because you, you're that's dehydrated. The final, that's the final jigsaw piece. We now have the, <laughs> yeah, <now> no, <laughs> look, look, it's, it's Van Gogh's starry night guys. We finally <laughs> put it all together. <laughs> I was wondering what this was. <laughs> Um, I've learned, and, it, and maybe it's, I don't know, I, I, it's a matter of, like, expectation once again, right? So, oh I don't God. know whether it's a thing that all parents go through, or whether I just have extremely sensitive expectations for, like, the care of my child. Um, this weekend, we, <laughs> we had some babysitters over, my in-laws, and it... <laughs> I gave very explicit instructions on what's to be done to feed and what's to be done should um, Connor be taken out for a walk in the 101 degree heat, right? So I, we come home and, and I'm like, hmm, Connor's, he's, he's in a different shirt. Like, oh, did he spill something on himself? I'm like, oh, well, no. He's, he, he, we took him for a walk and he was really hot and he got all sweaty, so we had to change his shirt. I'm like, okay, well, did you use the fan that might have helped alleviate that a little bit that I bought for you? or bought for him and gave explicit instructions on to, to use, should you take him for a walk? No? Okay. Um, what's your excuses? Invalid. Um, well, you know, how, how does feeding go? And, well, oh, he didn't. I'm like, well, did you do what I told you to do? And Stacy also told you to do? No, no, no. Okay. Well, we tried to give him a bottle. I'm like, well, we also told you that he doesn't take a bottle. So he didn't eat, right? So here he is, a, a dehydrated baby, um, who hasn't, who was walking around with his grandparents in the 101 degree heat, not having drunken or eaten anything in the past six hours, right? So I, I, I just was livid, and I've also from that have determined that nobody can watch our children or my child except <laughs> Stacy and me, because nobody can take care of them the way to to suit our expectations. Mm. You, uh, whose grandparents were these? Were these your grandparents or Stacy's grandparents? Stacy's parents. Stacy's parents. Pardon me. They raised her, right? They did. Did she die? Not no, no, no. Let's not use that argument. The fact <laughs> that matters. It, it doesn't matter because when you are given explicit instructions mm -hmm. to do them, no, <laughs> you need to do it. No. Here, here's here's the thing, Chris. As a as a fellow parent, I will tell you three truths that apply to this situation. Oh, two, three truths and a lie? No. Three oh. truths. One, all right. one, get used to this. <laughs> Grandparents let the rules slide all the time. It's kind of their job. But it's also their job. Uh, at, let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> let okay. me finish, Mr. Scaredy Cat. <laughs> two, kids are resilient. He'll be okay. I know you have your system, but he's okay. He'll be okay. And the third thing is... Never listen to Rick. 
if you only let yourselves watch, you will always never listen to Rick. That's a given. <laughs> it's a given. I learned that one a while ago. Yeah, good, oh. good. See, Chris can be taught. <laughs> the third thing is you will never have a life again if you take that tack of no one can watch him but us. You will live your so. life in a bubble. Understandably so, but it's just, I, it's, it's extremely frustrating when... The first time that- it happens, I went through the same thing. The first time it happened, I went through the same thing. And I will tell you on the other side of it, two years later, it ain't the end of the world. But here's the thing is, where, where do I draw the line as a parent? Right, like, because that, that's if that's what's going to happen, then under as far as I'm concerned, then they will not watch my children, my child again, if this continues to happen. Then that's right? what like, you do, man, until you figure something else out. But either way, that's that's what I learned this week. Well, it's a discussion that has to be had, it always does. No. It's, yeah. it's there eventually. What you'll learn is there are certain things that you'll let slide and certain things you won't. And that's that's just how it is. It is the nature of things. Yeah. I really should have switched that up. <laughs> that's another thing. I'm... So what's pissing you off is people not listening to you. What you learned is you're going to die. Great. Tom, <laughs> what did you learn? I learned, I learned that I may never successfully edit this fucking show now. That's what I learned. <laughs> like, because this, this, one, is, this, this is a mess. This is a, this is a goddamn cabbage soup of of a mess and we're not even done with it yet uh-huh. you should just release it in like three separate blocks oh my god yeah it's the first of a trilogy hey starring jamie fox hey <laughs> but that's what i learned i may i may be editing this show for the rest of time provided <laughs> provided my computer holds a charge does your computer have a name no it doesn't have a name you should call it Dormormu and say that you've come to bargain. Yeah, I've come to bargain with Dormammu. <laughs> nice. This is the time is Dormammu. That's usually what I yell when I go to the bathroom, though. <laughs> Dormapu. Dormammu. <laughs> I've come to bargain. <laughs> Toilet, I've come to bargain. Yeah. You don't give me any it's anal fissures an today. Ongo- it's an ongoing discussion. <laughs> Oh, anyway, if Rick, uh, if Rick want, Rick, if people want to get a hold of us on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, you can join the ever-growing mass of angry people that follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we should change it to that cancer guy, uh, but it is, it is, it is. It is a malignant group of genuinely angry people who I'm wow. proud to be friends with. <laughs> But you could find me uh, at those two jerks. Occasionally, Tom is there too, but it's mostly just to make me feel worse about myself, and that's fine. It is my role in life. It's a good role. But yes, at those two jerks on the Twitterverse. Hey, Chris, if people want to lose all of their personal data and join us on Facebook, how do they get a hold of us that way? At the www.facebook.com forward slash those two jerks spell out T-W-O. There you go. There you go. You can also email us, those two jerks at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 321 76 jerks. You can find all of that information on our website, those two jerks.com. And if you like the show, you want to hear more of the show, you want other people to know that you like the show, go to our T Public store and get 
a t-shirt or a coffee mug or a sticker or a cell phone case with our really cool logo designed by Jesse Long, who, as per our new privacy policy, we no longer serve. <laughs> no Jesse's allowed. <laughs> What's allowed funny about this is we're going to get a tweet literally 10 minutes after I post the show. Like, I think I swear to God, he scrubs through every episode to find his name and then he tweets us. Listen, I've taught him well. You mark for your own name and you mark for nothing else. I'm, I'm, that's why I bury it all the way at the end. At least at least he's got to stay. At least he's got to stick around and hear the rest of this shit. He's the he's the raffle prize at the Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, the big right. He's the TV. Right. Like <laughs> he's the TV. Oh, boy. So. Or the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vukani Chris Vu. I am the Tom Alexander. And until I can get Mike and the Mechanics to play at my birthday party, we will remain those two jerks. See you next time.